الحمد للہ وقف وسلام الدین استفا امباد من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم محمد اللہ مردون وقال اللہ تعالی آیت الخرت فضا فرق تفن سب ولا ربی کا فرغم سبحان ربی کا رب العزت امفون و سلام المرسلین الحمد اللہ رب العالمین اللہ سرنا محمد ولا سرنا محمد مبارک وسلم اللہ سرنا محمد ولا سرنا محمد مبارک وسلم In Surah Mu'minun, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described different attributes of the believers. Their sifat. In Arabic, the word sifat means غير منفق. Sifat means that an inseparable attribute of you. It's so much who you are, you are defined by your attribute, and your attribute defines you. And that's why in Quran, Allah ta'ala uses so many words with our attributes. We are supposed to be sabirin, zakirin, muttaqin, salihin, mukhlisin, siddiqin, awabin, tawabin. So many words. So many of these attributes are supposed to be in us, not sometimes. Not only when we come in bayan, not only when we're in masjid, not only when we're in madrasa, not only when we're with shaykh, not only when we're in dawah. No, these were supposed to be sifat. They were supposed to be inside of us all the time. Never to leave us. Never to even fade at all. The taqwa of the muttaqeen never fades. The sabr of the sabirin never fades. The dhikr of the dhakirin never fades. Unfading, unflinching attributes. This is called sifat of iman. So in order to get the sifat of iman, the mu'mineen used to work hard. They used to make mujahida. This path of tazkiyah. This path of tazkiyah means to purify ourselves from all the incorrect attributes and to adorn our heart with the sifat of the believers. To fill our heart with the sifat of the believers. Not only do we want to have this sabr and taqwa and dhikr, but we want it to be unfading, unflinching. In the face of any adversity, in the face of any difficulty, in the face of any environment, in the face of any situation, in the presence of any company, we want to have that feelings of taqwa and sabr and shukr and dhikr and everything Allah has mentioned. That's called iman. Iman is not something that is fragile. Iman is not something that is fluctuating. Iman is not something that is fading, that is waning. Iman is not something that depends on where we are and what we're doing. Those mu'mineen who had sifat of iman, their iman was unfading. Allahu Akbar kabira. But this requires effort. They used to make a lot of effort. Untiring effort. Purifying themselves, purifying their heart, disciplining their nafs, commanding their nafs. If their nafs defeated them, rising again, commanding it again. Our state is either the nafs is commanding us, or we're ignoring it. We never command it. We're never winning. Either the nafs is winning or there's no game going on. <laughs> It's very rare that we actually defeat the nafs. No, these people, they used to go after this nafs. Whether it was to fast more, whether it was to sacrifice their sleep more, whether it was to pray Allah subhanahu ta'ala more, whether it was to lower their gaze more. When Nabiya Kareem sallam, he taught sahabi kiram a dua, that when you walk through the marketplace, walk through the bazaar, you should make dua. Why? Make dua of zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. La ilaha illallahu wahduhu la sharika la. 
lahul mulku wa lahul hamdu yuhyi wa yumit and in one narration and adds us a hayyan la yumut biyadihil khair wa huwa ala kulli shay'in qadir now sahabi kram the process of meant that when you happen to be going through the market you should recite this no sahaba did mujahida they said okay i don't even need to go to the market but i want to go to the market and lower my gaze by going to the market and recite this zikr and dua while going to the market i want to make this mujahida i want to command my nafs i want to subdue my nafs i want to subjugate my nafs in the path of zikr of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they used to make effort they wanted these attributes they wanted these sifat and one major attribute of the believers that Allah Ta'ala mentioned, which we recite in that verse to you, وَهُمَنَ اللَّغْوِ مُعْرِذُونَ That they stay away from love. They stay away from futile things, pointless things, wasteful things. They don't have time for idle talk. They don't have time for idle gatherings. They don't have for vain conversations. They don't have time for love. وَهُمْ أَنِ اللَّغْوِ أَلْ It means, and they turn away from all love entirely. They turn away from all wasteful things entirely. And this is not the attribute of Siddiqin or Oliya or some special category of believers. No, all the believers. This is the nature of their iman. Because they're so busy trying to get the sifat of iman, getting the attributes of iman, getting the feelings of iman. They don't have time for these wasteful things. So now what happens is that some of us, we can't do amal on this verse all the time. Most of us, everyone here today, me and you, all of us, we cannot say that I stay away from every love all the time. So what did our mashayikh do? They said, okay, we will make some opportunities, some gatherings where we can do amal on this verse. At least there should be some day of our life, some hours of our life where we did it, we left the love. We left all the futile things that people filled their weekends with. We left all the idle pursuits that people filled their bank holidays, Easter, long weekends with. People don't even know what to do in this day and age when they get four days off. They're wondering what should we do, how should we fill this time, and they fill it with emptiness. Yes, that's a strange way to say in English. They fill their time with emptiness. It's more empty. So at least then we should spend a few hours of our life that we do amal on this ayah. So first niya intention, one niya intention we can make today, in addition to the different niyas and intentions Alhamdulillah Shaykh Saab mentioned to us, is I want to leave love. Ya Allah Ta'ala, I wasn't strong enough to leave it all the time. Okay, I'm going to make one effort to you. I'm going to leave it a part of the time. Allah you accept this from me, and due to the barakah of my leaving love for 24 hours, you enable me to leave it all the time. Sayyidina Rasulullah, he saw some said in a sahih hadith, that Allah Ta'ala said his hadith al-Qudsi, that I will come near my servant when he tries to come near to me. When he tries to come near to me, a hand span, my mercy will come to him in arm's length. When he comes to me walking, in atani yamshi, that I'm, my mercy will flee to him, fa'ateetuhu harwala. So this is what we did. We came here walking. We came here crawling. We came here yearning. We came here begging. We came here seeking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We wanted to leave the love live a life which had maqsad, had purpose, had value. We wanted to leave the things that don't have value, at least for one day of our life. So we should make that near to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that we want to leave low. Then another verse Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Quran, فَإِذَا فَلَغْتَ That when you become free, so this is free time, this is bonus time. Even the people who are working the most intense jobs, they have these 24 hours off. Hmm? The whole country is saying, that this is bonus time, free time. So now no one has an excuse. 
So we say, okay Allah Ta'ala, there have been so many times before when I was free, I didn't turn to you. There were so many free times you gave me, so much waqt, so much fursat, so much faragat, I didn't turn to you. Ya Allah, okay, today I make intention that I had some time that I was free. I'm going to turn to you the way you asked me in Quran al-Kareem. فَإِذَا فَرَقْتَ فَنْسَبْ فَنْسَبْ means in Urdu dajja. In English it means have resolve, be steadfast, be firm. Why? Because this is human nature. When you have free time you will get lazy. You will fill it with emptiness. You will be do, doing nothing. So Allah says in, in simple English, فَنْسَبْ Do something. Do something real. Make it valuable. Make that time count. Don't fill it with emptiness. Fill it with deen. Allah says in Quran, don't fill it with emptiness fill it with me fill it with me Allah Ta'ala is saying fill your free time with me and only and only towards your Rabb this is the time you should remember me Allah Ta'ala is saying that when you were busy you thought you belonged to the dunya when you were busy you were the dunyas and the dunyas was yours but now you're free you have nothing to do now should be the time that you remember that Allah Ta'ala you are mine and I'm yours this is the niyat we should make this is how we should spend our free time. وَإِلَىٰ رَبِّكَ فَرْغَبْ And towards our Rabb alone we should turn in yearning and longing. This whole process in our deen has sometimes been called with one word in Arabic is called khalwa. Khalwa means to disconnect. Sometimes we have to disconnect from ghafla to connect to zikr. We have to disconnect from dunya to connect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have to disconnect from sin to connect to obedience and worship. Khalwa also you can translate as seclusion, to seclude oneself, recluse, recluse to disconnect. This is the part of the uswat hasana of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu What did he used to do? And many people misunderstand, they think because this was before Nabuwa, it's not part of his sunnah. That's half correct. Because it's before Nabuwa, it wasn't part of his sunnah teaching. But it is part of his uswa. It is part of his uswa to hasana. It is part of his seerah to mubarakah. It is part of his hayat to It is part of his life legacy that is a guidance for us. What did he used to do? And let me tell you the details of how he used to go to the cave of here that the ulama muhaddithin wrote in the works of seerah. So he was married to Ummul Mu'mineen, Sayyidah Khadija radiallahu ta'ala anha. And then he was engaging in business on her behalf. And he would go on journeys for trade and trade locally also. When he had raised enough money that he saw that when he ever got a bit of a surplus of money, he saw that now him and his beloved wife, Ummul Mu'mineen, Sayyidah Khadija can live and eat in their simple life. They can eat and live simply for some time. He would then and go to the cave. He wouldn't go for a few hours or a few days. The ulama wrote that he would go for a few weeks at a time and sometimes he would go for one or two months at a time. Now what would he do there? Whatever he bothered he did, whatever dhikr he did or whatever informal way he was trying to turn to Allah subhanahu ta'ala and disconnect from the society. If it was just about turning to Allah ta'ala he could have done it right there in his home in Makkah Muqaddamah. No, he wanted to disconnect he wanted to disconnect and search for Allah. Disconnect and yearn for Allah Ta'ala. Because he was Hanif. So he had this feeling in him that no, there's something greater out there. He was yearning for it, seeking it. But even he knew because he was pure. from the mo- Even before he was, the first revelation was given to him. So his purity guided him. That in order to seek what I'm seeking, in order to yearn what I'm yearning, I need to disconnect from my society. So he used to disconnect and go to the cave of Mount Hira. Still if somebody is 
still questioning, we show you from Qur'an. And know that every single story Allah Ta'ala has mentioned in Qur'an is part of hidayah for this ummah. It's guidance for us. It's instructions for us. It's not just stories. Every story is meant to be an example for us. Every story is lessons for us. So look at Surah Kahf. Allah Ta'ala shared that story with us in Qur'an Al-Kareem for the sake of this ummah that there were some young men. And what did they do? They were living in a society that was distant from Allah Ta'ala, disobedient to Allah Ta'ala, far from the sifat, no haya in the society, no sabr in the society, no dhikr in the society, no ibadat in the society. So what did they do? They went into khalwa. They went into seclusion. They recluded themselves. They disconnected themselves. They also went to a cave. Because this is what the pure people do. Whether they ashab kaf whether they are beloved Nabi Kareem sallam, this is what people do. They try to disconnect themselves from impurity. So they went over there. And also again, they did some ibadat of Allah Ta'ala, worship of Allah Ta'ala. Then Allah Ta'ala put them to sleep. And then Allah Ta'ala woke them up again when the society was ready for them. When the society would welcome them. And then they came out and they brought their purity into the whole society. Now let's reflect on this. There's a big difference however. There's one big difference between me and you and these two stories. Same thing that is the same is in Jahiliya, the society of Nabi Kareem Sassam in Makkah Mukarramah was impure. Thing that is in our society, wherever we live, even in the Muslim world, we're living in impure societies. Thing that is the same as the society of the Asabi Kaf. The society of the Asabi Kaf was also impure. Was also impure. That's the same. But what's a very big difference? The Ashabi Kaf, they were pure. Nabi Karim himself was pure. And me and you ourselves are also impure. Now imagine that if pure people, even they need to go into khalwa, because the society around them is impure. If people as pure as the pious youth of the Ashabi Kaf, the people as pure as the pious young man known as Muhammad bin, Abd- Muhammad bin Abdullah, Muhammad al-Mustafa, Sayyidina Rasulullah people of such purity have to disconnect themselves from the impurity of society, then people like me and you, who don't have anywhere near the purity of Ashabi Kaf, we're not even equivalent to the dog of Ashabi Kaf. Can you imagine how much we need to have this disconnect? How much we need to withdraw from the impure society? Hmm? How much we need this? And this disconnect continued in the form of Sunnah Itikaf. That Sayyidina Susam he taught Sahaba Ikram. Now Sayyidina Susam had many tasks to do. Many tasks, whether it was dawah, jihad, or teaching, or to new believers who had already accepted Islam. But for those 10 days, Sayyidina Susam no, we believe everything. And we will spend time in Sunnah Itikaf. I, Nabi Akram, will sit in Itikaf, and Sahaba will also sit in Itikaf. So this is something that recurs in our deen that we need to disconnect. That we need to disconnect. So what are we going to do? How should we do that? This is the way of our mashaykh and they established something in the world in the history of Islam called Khanka. Khanka was a type of masjid where people would come for this khalwa. People would come for this disconnect. People would come for this suhba, for this company. So that's another niyat we can make. That Allah, you said in Quran, third verse, 
Everyone else is engaged in either sin or love. He doesn't have to put effort on them. They're either sinning or they're forgetful. Shaitan is an enemy. You will see an enemy and he's an extremely cunning, clever, skillful, strategic enemy. So this cunning, clever, strategic enemy always strikes at the enemy forces. What are the enemy forces to him? They're the forces of mu'mineen. Who are the forces of mu'mineen? The ones who are doing ibadah, the ones who are trying to do zikr, the ones who are in ilm, the ones who are in dawah, the ones who are in khidmah, the ones who are on deen. So he tries to attack the forces of his enemy. How will he attack? He uses waswasa. He will try to plant a thought to remind you of something, remind you of someone, remind you of some memory, to distract you, to deviate you, to sidetrack you from your mission. So you have to, that's what Allah said, fun sub. You have to be strong. You have to be steadfast. You have to have resolve. You must remain on track. You must keep your goal and mission in front of you at all times. Don't let yourself get distracted. That's why we made a timetable and we want you to stick to that timetable. Rest when it says to another rest time, we put in 24 hours about 10 hours of rest. Not that you need 10 hours of sleep, but you will need at least 6 hours of sleep. And the rest of the time, by rest we mean ibadah. It's not enough just to be in the collective gathering. No, part of the 24-hour program is for you to discipline yourself and your individual ibadah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whether that is nafil salah, whether that is talawat of Qur'an, whether that's making dua to Allah ta'ala, whether that's making istighfar, seeking His forgiveness, sending salawat, dirty from the Prophet or making kalbi dhikr, what we call muraqabah, you should engage in your individual worship also. So we've kept 10 hours, which is called rest, that means rest slash ibadah. It doesn't mean rest slash recreation, no. It doesn't mean rest slash relaxation, no. It means rest slash ibadah. Either you're doing ibadah or you're resting. You have to be on a mission. You have to take these 24 hours seriously. Shaitan's effort will be that you should talk when it's time to sleep and you should sleep when it's time to listen. He will want that you should sleep during bayan. You should feel sleepy during bayan. But you should feel wakeful when it's time to sleep. So you should count on the mercy of Allah Ta'ala and close your eyes when we tell you to close them. Hmm? And open them when we tell you to open them. Allah Ta'ala put barakah and inshallah. Next thing is that we shouldn't talk to one another. Now there will be some people who are doing khidmat, who are doing administrative work, they may be talking. There may be some people who may advise others in nasiha and counseling, they may be talking, that's liddin. But the rest of you haven't come to talk. We've come to learn how to use another part of our body. It's only when we turn this tongue off and we turn this akal off that we'll be able to turn our hearts on. So don't talk and even don't think. Yes, we want that in 24 hours you shouldn't talk and you shouldn't even think. Turn the tongue off and turn the mind off. Why? Then one part of you will automatically come. Hmm? Don't you say that person, if I make an exercise to them, that okay, I'm going to blindfold you, pretend you're blind. What do they do? They turn their other senses on. They turn their hearing more sharply. They do their touch more sharply, right? Because one sense is taken away. So take your sense of speaking away as much as you can, and take your sense of thinking away as much as you can, because ibadah is done from the heart, not done from the mind. Ibadah is done from the heart. Put your heart in ibadah. Put your heart in dhikr. Use your heart to reach out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in these 24 hours. Shaykh Ashraf Ali Tanviriyam he also made a place called Khanka, Masjid and Tanabhavan, and many great of our great ulama used to go there. 
Once Mufti Muhammad Shafi and Alama Yusuf Benoi they both happened to be there at the same time. And because they came from different places and they were great ulama, so they thought that okay, at night we'll talk to one another and discuss some interesting issues of ilm. So there was a khadim and he went to them and he didn't distinguish between who is an alim and who is an ordinary person. He told them, you have to be quiet. The rules of the khankas, you cannot use your tongue. So they didn't listen. They thought he doesn't realize who we are and we're talking about ilm of deen and we're actually doing, you know, something productive. He came back again and said, look, you have to be quiet. You're not allowed to talk. They still kept talking. He came back a third time and said, if you don't talk, I've been given instructions by Hazrat Shaykh Ashraf Ali Tanrati to wrap up your bed, put it on your head and kick you out of the khanka. Allah Akbar. Ajeeb. <laughs> yes. Why? Because there's a place for talking. There's a place for teaching. There's a place for discussing. And there's a place for reflecting. Remember Khalwa. Ashabikaf weren't chatting in the cave. Sayyidina Sallam was not talking or thinking in the cave. This is Khalwa. This is to turn your heart to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ila rabbika faragab to feel ragba. Ragba means yearning and longing for Allah ta'ala. That's an amal of the qalb. That's an act of the heart. To have a heartfelt yearning and longing for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So use this time to use your heart, to connect with your heart. Try to make as much zikr kalbi as you can in these 24 hours. All the time in your heart remembering Allah Ta'ala. All the time in your heart feeling feelings for Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. If again you find yourself empty, again try to put a feeling in. Again you find yourself empty, again put a feeling in. Feeling of love for Allah, fear of Allah, shukr to Allah, remembrance of Allah, even awareness of Allah. Keep filling your hearts with the feelings of iman. So we can get the sifat of iman when we're here. Make sure that on your tongue you make use of the masnoon du'as. The du'a after every adhan. The du'a before you eat and after you eat. The du'a on entering and leaving the masjid when you have to go for wudu. The du'a on entering and exiting the restroom when you have to relieve yourself. Make sure that you make use of the masnoon du'as. And try to do one thing extra in this time. Try to let your heart feel the meanings of those words. Try to make your heart feel the meanings of those words. Even the women who are listening today or they're listening online, yes, you will not be able to stay here 24 hours. But when you go back home, you make the same niyyah. You tell your family and friends that, look, I'm also trying to participate, but at a distance in my own home. I want to do zikr of Allah Ta'ala, ibadat of Allah Ta'ala. I want to use my heart to remember Allah Ta'ala. I want to do as much khalwa as I can. So it's not necessary for you to be here at all time. But you should take the spirit of the gathering with you. If you bring the spirit of your gathering to your home, you're even more majadan than men. That's even more sawab for you. That you take the nur and spirit and maqsad of this gathering and bring it to your home so that your home becomes a place of dhikr. Your home becomes a place of the sifat of iman. And another intention that we should make is that our heart, we have come here to make our heart fall in love with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have come here to make our heart fall in love with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This unloving heart should become a loving heart. This unfeeling heart should become a feeling heart. This unrepenting heart should become a repenting heart. All your focus should be on your kalb, on your heart. Now let me tell you another thing. We gave you an example of Nabiya Karim Ashabakaf. Now I'll give you another example from the entire history of our ummah. All the way to Akabar Ulama Dilban, whether they were Mashaik of Tasawaf, Sheikh Ashraf Ali Tan Ramtanay, Mashaik Ulama of Tablik, Hazrat Mulana Ilyas Ramtanay, Mashaik who taught Ilm, Hadith, Alaman, Washaq Kashmir Ramtanay, all of them. 
What did they used to do? These were people who spent 365, seven, 365 days a year, all the time in the khidmat of deen, da'wat of deen, fikr of deen, service of deen. But even every single one of them, without exception, would spend about 10 to 20%, that's it, 10 to 20% of the days of their life working on themselves. Whether it was sitting in sunnah itikaf, whether it was going for hajj, whether it was going for umrah, whether they would go and spend time with their shaykh, Hazrat Mawlana Ilyas should go spend time with shaykh, shaykh Hazrat Raipuri They would spend time with shaykh or in, in itikaf or in hajj or in umrah or in some type of khalwa. But only about 10-20% of the time. Why? Because the other 80-90% of the time was dedicated to do khidmat of deen. This is the tirtib Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, Ku anfusukum wa ahlikum nara. That first you must save yourself and then you must save your ahl. And in one sense our ahl is our family, in another sense our ahl is the entire ummah. Because we're all one big family. So save yourself and save your whole ummah's family from the fire of Jannah. Now imagine that those people who were doing khidmat of deen year round, and the khidmat in da'wah is it's more benefit. That's why our deen teaches you cannot just be a monk. You cannot work on yourself all the time. But even those people who are doing khidmat and da'wat year round, 10 to 20% of the time they would work on themselves. So then imagine me and you how much we need to work on ourselves. We're not even doing this khidmat year round. We're not doing this da'wah year round. We are year round in business, year round in shop, year round in university, year round in dunya. So then imagine how much we need to spend this time and work at the very least, we could try to match them. At least we could also spend 10 to 20% of our time with what? With one fikr. That, Ya I also want to be salihin. I also want to be from muttaqeen. I also want to be from mukhlisin. I also want to have the attributes of all the mu'mineen. So this is reviving. We are here to do tajdeed of deen, to revive a great tradition of our deen. And of all of our akabr, ulama, hind, ulama, duban, uliyaullah, mashaykh, uzam, the tradition of the great Siddiqeen from the Tabin, the Siddiqeen from the Tabay Tabin. In fact, not only would they spend this time in Khalwa, they had another thing they would do. It's called Rehla. Rehla means they used to journey for the sake of deen. Now today there's still some people who do this, Ar-Rehla lil-ilm. They may travel for the sake of knowledge. There are very few people left who do Ar-Rehla lil-Taskiyah, Ar-Rehla lil-Law, that they travel and journey for the sake of their Taskiyah, for the sake of Allah SWT. So some of us have come here from different places. So we journeyed for the sake of Allah Taala. We are Musafir for the sake of Allah SWT. We have come here to spend one day trying to work on ourselves in this seclusion. This is also part of the history of our deen. Now you can imagine that our shaykh, he gives a beautiful example, that if there is a bank, and the bank wants to make a list of all the people who have accounts in that bank, well yes, the name of those people who have 10 million pounds will also be in that list, the name of the person who has 1 million pounds will also be in that list, and the name of the person who even just has 10 pounds will also be considered in the list. So we want, by spending 24 hours here, to get our name written in the list that Allah Ta'ala has kept for those who strived in my path, those who are walladheena jahudu fina. And maybe we didn't do it like the other people did. Maybe they have so much more in their account that they can say they spent their whole life for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. Some will say they spent years for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. Some will say they spent months for the sake of Allah. But some will say they spent weeks for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. But no matter what, 
if we spend even 24 hours, even few hours for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, our name gets in that list. Our name gets in that account. We at least get a small account holder in that account. But then we have a nisbah. We have a shared connection, a shared affiliation. Like we can say in the Day of Judgment, I too once took some time out. I also did fa'idha farakta fansab. I also tried to strive towards you, yearn for you, reach out to you. Because I had heard the same hadith. I had the same hope in your mercy that your mercy would come running to me. So alhamdulillah, even just by being here for a short time, and one wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said something ajeeb. And our Hazrat narrates this to us several times. Ajeeb. He said, that person, that mu'min, who spends any day and night of their life, you can imagine the 24 hours, that mu'min who spends any day and night in their life, in which they don't sin in any way against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is as if they've spent that day and night in the suhbah of Sayyidina Rasulullah wasallam. Because leaving sin is the asal of deen. That you should leave all the sins that you do, the ones that you do outwardly, the ones that you do inwardly. So we should make that intention that, okay, fine, I couldn't leave sin my whole life. I couldn't do it for a year. Even one whole month Ramadan came, I couldn't do it. Okay, Allah, I'm going to try again. I'm going to have himma. I'm going to have courage. I'm going to have strength. I'm going to try to spend 24 hours in which I don't commit any sin. And I will try even to spend 24 hours in which I don't forget you at all. I always remember you. I don't enter ghafla at all. Even this reaching out, even this trying can be honored by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is our real goal. That somehow Allah Ta'ala give us a sin-free life. That is called taqwa. That is called muttaqeen. That is the master attribute of iman. Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, Inna akramakum indallahi atkakum. That indeed the most honored of you, the most beloved of you, the most respectable of you, the most lovely of you, in Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala's eyes, are the ones who have the most taqwa. So we've come here to get that taqwa through khalwa, through zikr, through toba, through sohba. Even we say, Allah, we've come to get this khalwa, come to get this taqwa just from niyyah. Just we want to make niyyah to be muttaqeen. Even if we can just sit here and just keep remembering that niyyah, keep presenting that niyyah to you, keep making dua to you, keep begging you, entreating you, supplicating you, even then Allah Ta'ala can give us taqwa. So this is our niyyah that we've come here. Inshallah Ta'ala we have Many bayans coming in the evening, three, four bayans at night, after Asr, after Maghrib, after Isha. We wanted that first that we should begin by cleansing our mind, stopping our tongue, orienting our heart, making a strong niyyah, like Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَّاتِ And he said, لِكُلِّ إِمْرِئِ مَّا نَوَى That actions will be based on their intentions, the success of the action, the outcome of the action, the kubuliyah, the acceptance by Allah Ta'ala of the action, will be based on our intention. لِكُلِّ إِمْرِئِ مَّا نَوَى Every person will have whatsoever they make niyat for. So if we can make our niyat strong and begin with your begin with seeking, begin with passion, begin with longing, inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can accept our coming because Allah ta'ala is so Rahim. He is Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. He is Al-Hanan Al-Manan. He wants to forgive us. He loves to forgive us. He loves to send mercy on us. He wants to accept us. He loves it when his runaway slave turns back to him. So we should feel like that, that you're beginning, we were your runaway slaves. 
Like my dad was telling us as a Mufti Rashid Ahmed Ludhiyan Rattay say Allah ki baghi musulman that we are Allah Ta'ala's runaway slaves and we've come back to you. We're returning to you. Wa tubu illallahi tawbatun nasuha We're turning away from everything and turning towards you. Tawbatun nasuha with the depth of our heart, with the sincerity of our heart, with the longing of our heart, with the loving of our heart. We may have a weak heart, we may have a feeble heart, we have a fragile heart, but Ya Allah, we just present this heart to you. We want to put this heart in the nur of your mercy for 24 hours. We want to put this heart in the nur of your hidayah for 24 hours. We know, Ya Rabbi Kareem, that you have perfect hidayah, you have perfect rahmah. If you accept my offering of my heart, then everything will be taken care of. I will get every joy this world, I will get every joy in the akhirah, so make that near that you're presenting your heart to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not just for this 24 hours, but for the rest of our life, this is called niyat of irada, niyat of tazkiyah that a person makes a strong firm, steadfast intention commitment in their heart of turning to Allah ta'ala and seeking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept this from us, may He accept our coming here, may He make us, give us even beyond our wildest imagination may He give us beyond every hope and dream that we have because he is Al-Kareem that's what it means Al-Kareem is that being is so generous he gives without us asking he is so generous he gives us without deserving Al-Kareem means that being who gives us even more than we could ever ask even more than we can ever imagine even more than we can ever dream so we've become as seekers of Rabbil Kareem may Allah Ta'ala drown us in his karam may he drown us in his fazl may he drown us in his rahmah may he accept us Ya Rabbi Kareem wa akhir da'wana an alhamdulillah Rabbil Adameen Make dua Subhana Rabbil Adameen Allahumma salli ala sinuna Muhammad Wa ala ala sinuna Muhammad Wa mabarik wa sallim Rabbana adhanamna anfusana Wa illam takfir lana Wa tarhamna adhanakunanna Mena khasirin Rabbik fir warham Wa anta khairul rahimin Ya Allah, Rabbi Kareem, we ask that you send your kabulia on us, Ya Allah. If you give us tawfiq to come here, Ya Allah, we want every tawfiq to be laced with your kabulia, every tawfiq to include your kabulia. Ya Allah, we are afraid that lest we get tawfiq, but we miss kabulia, that you grant us the ability to do something, but still we are not accepted by you. Ya Allah, make us makbul, Ya Allah. Accept us at the beginning, Ya Allah. Accept us at the outset, Ya Allah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, accept every intention we made, every niyah we made, every pure thought we had, every dream we have, every hope we have. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we have great hopes in you, that you are Al-Kareem, that you are Al-Rahim, that you are Al-Manan, that you are Al-Hanan, that it's easy to please you, it is easy to repent to you, it is easy to be forgiven by you. Ya Allah, we've taken this small step today, Ya Allah, accept it, Ya Allah, accept this step, Ya Rabbi Kareem, make it the best step of our life, make it the best day of our life, make it the best 24 hours of our life, Make it the truest moments of our life. Make us truly loving to you, truly loyal to you, truly obedient to you, truly remembering you. Ya Allah, we come to shed every untruth that we have. We have come to flee every disloyalty that we have. We have come to make tawbah of every disobedience that we did. Ya Rabbi Kareem, accept this niya, Ya Allah. Make it easy for us, Ya Allah. Grant us falah, Ya Allah. Make us successful, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Make us triumph, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Grant us foes, Ya Allah. 
Allah. Grant us this bliss, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Allah, we ask that you accept the coming of each and everyone here. Anyone who is here today, anyone who is listening wherever they are, anyone who listens at any time, Ya Rabbi Kareem, accept this need from all of our behalf. Ya Allah, Rabbi Kareem, make us from the Salihin, make us from the Muttaqeen, make us from the Zakirin, make us from the Siddiqeen. Grant us all of the Sifat of Mu'mineen. And Ya Allah, free us from our Lahu, free us from the futile things that we do, the pointless things that we do. Ya Allah, we are leading lives that are so empty. Ya Allah, fill our life with meaning. Fill our life with the feelings of Qur'an. Fill our heart with the feelings of Qur'an. Fill our life with the feelings of Sunnah. Fill our heart with the feelings of Sunnah. Fill our days and nights with your dhikr. Fill our days and nights with khidmat of deen. Ya Allah, make us magbul, Ya Allah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, so many of the great sahaba, tabin, tabay tabin, all the siddiqeen, awliya, ulama, they also used to spend time seeking you, yearning for you, searching for you. And Ya Allah, you sent your special gaze of mercy on their heart. You made them from muttaqeen. You made them from salihin. You took every khidmat of deen from them. Ya Allah, we ask that you clasp the same gaze on our heart today. Look at us in the same way that you looked at them. We are but following their footsteps. We are but following their example. We are but hoping to be like them. Ya Allah, make us as well amongst your makbuleen, amongst your salihin, amongst your mahbubin. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, let us to cutter of the time we spend. Make us steadfast, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Protect us from the laziness of our nafs. Protect us from the whisperings of shaitan. Protect us from every distraction. Make us steadfast in deen. Grant us istiqamat in our whole deen. And grant us istiqamat in these next 24 hours. Ya Allah, Rabbi Kareem. Rabbana takambal minna innaka anta samil adim. وتوب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على حبيبه سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين برحمتك يا رحم الراحمين